0: Hello, everybody. This is Josh. Welcome to the Mayfair Theatre Podcast. It is the new year. It's 2021. And today, far and few in between, wish it was more often, joined by one of my partners, Lee DeMarb. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> we did it. We're in 2021. We're here. Everything is perfect and new and...
1: yeah, Everything's <laughs> back to normal.
0: <laughs> yeah, reset. <laughs> to update listeners, we are again in lockdown. Lockdown part three. We, like everybody else, don't know the answer to... When we will be back, hopefully another few weeks. I keep on hearing conflicting reports of things are good or things are horrible out there in Ottawa. As long as we don't have curfews, I think we're, we'll be all right. We're much better than some of our neighboring cities here in Ontario and Quebec. I know yeah. that for sure. I've kind of darkly joked that I've turned into a strange reverse Trump where I'm like, yep, put up a wall. I don't want anyone <laughs> in from Toronto or from Montreal. Or- You're
1: Right. I only want people from Galaxy's Edge.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's the only place
1: we let them in. The Mandalorian. He's he's welcome. It's because he wears a
0: mask. Can we all just wear
1: Mando (laughs) masks? (laughs) I have a few, yeah. The whole family.
0: But we are in the situation where we... When did we go away? Very strangely, we shut down right before Christmas. So we got a Christmas Eve screening. It was very different than the first time. Some of this is old news, but kind of filling in Lee on some of this stuff. Like, I remember the first time we shut down, it felt like we were in a disaster movie. And by happenstance, I was working that afternoon, sitting in the box office, getting emails from yourself and Cheryl or Ian, just coming in. Like, But it felt and was disastrous. And I remember everything I did that day, I was left alone. Like, our candy bar person went home. I emailed the people who were supposed to be replacing me, the manager and candy bar person that night. They didn't come in, but everything was very serious. Like the sign that went up on the front door, the answering machine message, saying goodbye to patrons as they left. Like it felt very dire. Cut to the third time we did it, not to make light of anything, but it was very laid back. It was like a joking message on the front door. Yeah. Like it didn't feel as terrible. It was like, here we go again. There was more of a glass half full of like, ah, oh, we'll get through this. And you just hope there's not going to be a fourth round, (laughs) you know. I can't
1: imagine, right? I mean, if we get through the holidays, there's nothing real. Like, no March break's not going to happen. It's not, you know, Valentine's Day, Flag Day. None of that's (laughs) going to really spread anything. And I I think we can get to April. We can start looking at a new normal.
0: Yeah, I still think 2021 might be a wash for big events. There's some Comic Cons that are still in denial and putting out buy your tickets and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know, guys. I don't know <laughs> if the city of Toronto is going to want yeah. 80,000 people shoved into convention centers. The Star Save Wars, with...
1: the Star Wars celebration is in the 2022. They announced that date a while back. No, that seems that. safe. Yeah, yeah.
0: And boarding events, even stuff in town like Blues Fest. I have a feeling that might skip to 2022. I want
1: to be able to jump out of a plane without wearing a mask. Okay, the, I'm making this little film and I got a skydiving sequence all in mind. It's all paid for. Like we didn't do it last summer because they had to wear masks. So why would I throw actors out of a plane wearing masks? So you think I can jump out of an airplane without a mask
0: this I, summer with no research? I have a feeling there's probably people jumping out of planes right now. No, I'm, I, yeah, it's
1: funny. I've never asked an adult that question before. Yeah, but like
0: it's kind of one of those things like you know bungee jumping or stuff like that, go kart racing. I bet you a lot of those Pandem. are open. That's that's why
1: you wear the mask. But you're not facing each other. (laughs) No,
0: and and you've got like... Don't you have like a helmet with like a full like kind of X-Wing mask on? Yeah, you can. You don't have to wear that. Would you be jumping with a camera. I, I hired. I hired a film crew.
1: Oh my god! Because I was going to say,
0: that seems, I just no. picture you spinning and just like I'm gonna shots
1: s- of the air. And- I'm going to be smoking cigarettes on the ground, <laughs> watching everyone just fall out of a plane. I'm doing it totally Stanley Kramer style. I'm just going to sit in the director's chair and let everyone else do the yeah, work. Yeah, Do the
0: work. <laughs> I mean, that's your project is one of the many examples of things hindered by this lockdown. Yeah, it's
1: the Mission Impossible Seven of Ottawa. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like. 100,000 years ago, but I hung out on your set here at the Mayfair for a couple days, kind of holding the boom pole and doing stuff. Yeah, that's the same movie. (laughs) That seems like it was five years ago, but it wasn't. That was 2020.
1: COVID pandemic is the second thing that got in the way. My mother passed away. Yes. That was the first crutch. The pandemic's the second crutch. (laughs) Yeah. is hopefully we can finish the film on a wheelchair.
0: Have you edited a rough cut of what you have so far? I
1: actually watched it here. I, oh yeah! I edited cool. an, an hour and 15 minutes of the movie, and I watched it here. I was really nervous. Yeah. I'm watching it, and uh, I don't know. It's gonna... An hour
0: and 15? Slap some credits on that. That's a movie. You're yeah. done. Yeah. You don't <laughs> need to do anything. Well. <laughs> it, it doesn't make no sense at all. Well, no, it
1: does. Literally, yeah. the ending's not there. But right. It, it just stops.
0: You could just be like Matrix 2. Just be like, bam, cliffhanger. (laughs) See you next time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's funny. I made this thing in 1989, this little film called The Hacker, 27 years ago. Maybe that was 91, called The Hacker. And I shot it on VHS. Oh, my God. And, you know, we cut it on with two VCRs. And I directed it with this guy, Andy Smith. And he he re-edited. He went back to the original Vault VHS tape, recut the whole thing and he filmed with his son a new ending where he alludes to a sequel, sort of a book of Boba Fett kind of ending to this movie no one's heard of (laughs) I just can't tell if anyone's gonna be excited for a sequel that no one's heard of and you know I feel like I do need an ending and not a cliffhanger
0: (laughs) is it like boyhood you're gonna have the same character Uh, like well it
1: could be it could be (laughs) Watch the drag queen's age (laughs) yeah (laughs) Sam seems so much younger at the beginning of this movie than he did yeah no I originally was gonna do it with kids it was gonna be a kids movie and then I decided to replace kids with drag queens which I often do in my kitchen yes yes Treehouse, <laughs> so yeah. If I if I chose to make this film with kids, they would be, they'd probably hate trying to finish this movie now. Well, that they'd was a wise decision
0: too, because you watch something like Stranger Things in between season one and three. Oh, really? And those kids go from twelve to fifteen and it's noticeable like oh. it's kind of one of those things where you're like you guys can't be in high school much longer because <laughs> you know
1: it's like the credit kid 3 I remember not going to see the and I wasn't a film snob when that movie came out not that I am now but I didn't see the credit kid 3 because he didn't look like a kid anymore right yeah and, you know, he had awkward hips, I found, which he gotten rid of. I think he's fit into his hips now. And Ralph Macchio. Did you know his son's name is Daniel?
0: That's weird. It's named <laughs> after the
1: character he plays?
0: That's like any teen show, whether going back to 90210 or something current like Riverdale, the biggest flaw against them is always they do season one and the characters don't look too bad. But if they go for five or six seasons, you're like, yeah, you're 40. <laughs> <laughs> you're like 40 in grade 12.
1: Have you, are you watching season three?
0: No, I'm so behind him. I'm halfway through season
1: two. Okay, no rush. It's only. It's not The Mandalorian. It's no, only yes, The yeah, C- yeah, yeah. Cobra Kai. And we can talk about... I would never talk about streaming service programming on our show because we should be promoting cinematic yes. experiences. However, <laughs> yes. I, I did watch Cobra Kai season three entirely here with Andrew. Oh, okay. We, we came in, started at 7 p.m., finished at 1.30 a.m. Oh, wow. And I was like, let's just finish it. And the first episode, you're halfway through su- uh, season, season, season two. Yeah. Okay. So Martin Cove is in it.
0: Yes. Your best
1: friend Martin Cove. Yeah. Yeah. And in the first episode, you see the cardboard cutout. They had to re-pro- reproduce Whoa, it. Whoa! Cool. And I thought I saw it. I'm like, oh my god, we have the original. So those who those who don't know, if you're looking at the screen at the Mayfair, you look right where the clock is on the left side. On the right side, in the faux balcony, is a cardboard cutout of Martin Cove from the Karate Kid. And it's an actual prop from the 1984 film, the original film. When Daniel LaRusso walks into the Cobra Kai Dojo, there's two cardboard cutouts framing him. There's one on the left and one on the right of the frame. If you look, our cardboard cutout is the one from the right side of the frame. I found it in Martin Cove's garage. And I said, can I have this? And he let me have it. (laughs) The face is faded because he used to keep it in the window to scare off burglars when he was at home. And they've got also a little holes in his face because his kids when they were pissed at dad they would throw darts at the cardboard cutout yeah, it is not meat condition it's not <laughs>
0: meat condition but
1: it's an actual prop from an iconic movie and when we show the karate kid it's on the same side of the frame so when we see it you can see their cardboard cutout beside where it is in the movie anyway that all being said in cobra kai 27 years later cobra kai season three the cardboard cutouts back The but it's the same pose as the one we have exact same post but it's new it's a, they had to update it and i can imagine there might have been a meeting it's like martin do you have any of those cardboard uh-huh. cutouts like yeah but i gave one <laughs> to my stupid friend in canada so we'll have to redo that one
0: he has to send us one of those now it's <laughs> the exact same pose that's cool <laughs> during this lockdown we always do the same thing we're like well we feel a little bit more okay about talking about stuff we saw at home but we're still upselling the mayfair of course this has been the best year of movies Oh my god. Yeah. I keep
1: a list of movies I watch, like because I'm stuck at home, I'm just watching classics, movies in the thirties, forties, fifties and loving them. I'm glued to my TV now because of these movies, not not streaming, you know.
0: Well it is one of those things where some people were fretting over we're gonna run out of content. <laughs> but the thing is, like even giant movie nerds like you and I, movies still pop up and whether they be kind of weird cult movies from the eighties or true classics. You look at a list and it never runs out. And I use the example of I never saw the 1953 War of the Worlds, Mm. which was on our schedule before we hit lockdown. And that's a big screen experience that would be the first time people seeing that. And it's all nice and big screen and sounds great and looks great. So even if there is a giant drop off of new films, there's still so much out there. That is being put out. The moving image has existed for 125 years, and
1: so you know, imagine being born today and having to catch up on all that. I was born in '72. I'm having a hard time catching up on all the silent film era stuff. Not that I have to see everything, and it's impossible to see everything because a lot of things don't exist anymore. But I'm going backwards, not forward. I'm not, you know, I did Wonder Woman '84 to right. my chagrin, but I I'm gone back and and loving it. Like I wonder if I would have watched some of these movies if if we weren't oh for lockdown. sure.
0: And it's there's a word for that. I wish I could remember it, but I heard somebody talking about this and they said there's a word for if you're a book fan and you walk into a library no. and it's like, it's not a phobia, but it's a word like that where you actually get fretful because you realize oh. rather morbidly
1: there's that books than me.
0: you're not going to get to all the books in your lifetime. And it's kind of like that with everything where. Every once in a while, somebody will say, I haven't seen Godfather. I haven't seen Maltese Falcon. And there's this kind of like... both of those movies are Oh, yeah. There's this nerd rage of like, how dare you? But I'm more like, oh my God, you still get to watch that. That's amazing. Yeah. It keeps happening, though. It keeps happening that stuff pops up and... I don't know if
1: I've said it on this show. Is this a show, by the way? Sure. It's a radio program. (laughs) Uh, But old movies aren't old anymore. Some of them are in black and white and some of them don't have sound. I would say maybe a silent picture where you could classify it as being old. But... The moving images existed for 125 years and they've been shooting on 35 millimeter for over 100 years. If you can find those original vault negatives and scan them at 4K now, 2 or 4K, you can make something old look new. Aside from it being black and white, these old movies now look crystal clear. Oh, like yeah. they were shot yesterday. It's amazing. It really feels like I'm watching old movies. Feels like being in a time machine, especially when you when the movies shoot on location, like on the town with Gene Kelly and Frank Sinatra. You can see New York. You know, you can see Times Square. What it looked like exactly in 1952. You know, and movies shot today. Can you imagine two thousand years from now how? powerful the moving image will be yeah. down the road but already now I'm, I'm loving watching those old movies i watched champion this morning with kurt douglas 1953 i think 1956 anyway it was a film that made him a big star and it feels like it feels a lot of the uh en scène was stolen by martin scorsese and raging bull and it feels like like a new Ra- martin scorsese movie because it looks so brilliant so we're watching movies at home on 1K you know, 1K TVs. If we're lucky, some of us have 4K TVs. But 35 millimeter is equivalent to 6K still, they say. So movies shot 100 years ago are still up to snuff, if that makes sense. So, you know, yeah. Except for it being black and white, if you scan them, and, we, and if you're lucky enough, like
0: Criterion's doing,
1: some of these older movies, especially if you're lucky enough like you did to see War of the Worlds here, yeah. War of the Worlds were shot yesterday.
0: Well, yeah, Gwen and I watched War of the Worlds here before our lockdown. It's always a good excuse where you could say like, oh, we're testing it out to make sure it looks good later. The sound was so good that Gwen, who is a professional sound person, Mm -hmm. said, oh, did they do like a Lucasfilm special edition with this and put new sound in. And I was like, no, this is the movie because yeah. it sounded so good.
1: Who's the star of that film? Is there a lead? Like a, I don't know if there's an actor, a named actor. There's not somebody that I was savvy I wish, enough to recognize. I wish it was someone like Raymond Burr and I could make a joke. Is that the movie when it came out, Raymond Burr danced on Jack Parr's couch? Right. And yeah. Did, <laughs> did he be to promote it and ruin the, I was, I watched that last night. Tom Cruise jumping on the couch. Oh God. On yeah. Oprah's couch. Because everyone seems to like Tom Cruise again, he can even lose his mind on online, yeah. and seem, people still seem to seem to like him. But when *War of the Worlds* came out, Steven Spielberg said he would never work with him again. The way he promoted that movie by jumping John- oh. like on over his couch and going on um, the, the *Today* show and talking about Scientology, championing it, and putting down Ritalin and all this, all this weird stuff. I quickly got off of it because it's a it's a wormhole to be on in YouTube. I still like the remake. I guess there's more than one remake, right?
0: Oh, there's a there's a few, yeah. And
1: there's a bunch of ripoffs.
0: Yeah, there's funny like kind of asylum video kind of ones where right. the snakes on a train equivalent, but because anyone can do you and I can do a war of the worlds, it's just public domain. Right. What
1: is that Toby Hooper one called? Oh yeah, Invasion from Mars. Oh, that's a really good one. That's
0: a really good one, yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. Well, it's like we watched with a crowd, with this new normal where we get excited for a fifty person sellout versus yeah. a three hundred person sellout, and our candy bar person sarah and i were talking about it because we worked christmas eve which was a really good day because spongebob did pretty well and then gremlin sold out and it's a wonderful life sold out and we were laughing about it and we're like we seem shell-shocked now at 50 people and we get everyone in and it works but it it seems like Woo, that was a lot of work what happens when we go back to getting 300 people for saturday morning cartoons it's gonna feel like a madhouse (laughs) it's gonna seem insane
1: it's true but it's like the the animals got out of the (laughs) barn
0: yeah but for those movies like gremlins in the 80s it looks like an '80s movie, which I love. Like it, it has that fake snow and that backlot thing. But there was a lot of people there experiencing that for the first time, and they could have just watched it at home, but they came out to see it. And that's the saving grace of a cinema like this: is people enjoying the big screen.
1: It's funny. So you know that this is not a news-breaking uh, announcement, but you know that the Gremlins town is Hill Valley from Back to the Future. Yes, it's really obvious. If you you know if you we, both movies are produced by Steven Spielberg, both films are released the same year, shot around the same time, and they use the same locations but that's a backlot universal oh, thing yeah. i mean a lot of the old movies i watched from the some of them from the 40s and 50s i, I always call my wife into the room it's like look it's hill valley <laughs> yeah like wait you can see the clock tower in these old movies well, i'm trying to think of the name of one of the movies i was watching i think it's the inherit the wind is shot at hill valley and it's Pretty... all canonically with back to the future and yeah Gremlins. Spencer <laughs> Tracy's running around hill valley <laughs> i keep waiting for martin marty mcfly martin mcfly as, <laughs> as i know him running around a dog running around in the background
0: I love the challenge of being a writer on the Twilight Zone back in the day because it was a lot of that where it would be like, okay, in the next six weeks, we have the opportunity to reuse a submarine set, a Western set. They've set up a, a newspaper office. So write those episodes. Right. And you would see that happen a lot where they would be like, oh, we built a restaurant. You have to use that next week. And they would write around that, that weird old timey film challenge of just low budgets and filming on that Hollywood lot.
1: And think about the most you know, the most sophisticated movie set now in Hollywood stagecraft. Yeah. Where they're filming Mandalorian. Anything. anything. You know, we can put anything on the screen. Just think about anything.
0: I can't wait till that blows up to movies because God, you watch Mando and it blows your mind. But why,
1: why would they film movies then? Okay, let's say Stagecraft becomes the standard thing for every studio in Hollywood. Why would they come to Ottawa to make Christmas movies anymore? If you have a small room with the stage screen walls and ceiling, yeah. why would... You know, it might kill the film industry in little towns like Hamilton, Ottawa, well, be Toronto, Montreal even. Yeah,
0: unless... Ottawa builds one essentially, or maybe there will always be that lower budget. You know, there will always be that lower stagecraft.
1: Yeah, like like I, it's sometimes fun to watch old movies and and watch the background and seeing you know because it's stagecraft is a new thing. That's how they're filming Mandalorian. It's a big green wall, and they or they can put the um, the actors can see the environment they're in now, right? Because they project the imagery on the wall all around them. And and you're making now Star Wars for $10 million instead of a quarter of a billion dollars, right? That's how much the movies cost to make. But back in the day, they were doing rear screen projection and they'd have a screen up and they'd build a set in front of the screen and they would just project the beach or downtown uh, Sunset Boulevard. And sometimes it's on loop, because film could be fed through a projector on a loop, and so the same loop plays. And if you watch the background sometimes in these old movies, they kind of repeat themselves. Oh, it's like, it's like the Flintstones. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. <laughs> exactly like that. I watched that a beach scene, and the waves kept rolling in, and then they jumped, they skipped, because they didn't cut the editor, they didn't look at the background while it was yeah. happening. It's kind of fun to, to see. Uh...
0: I don't know, it's forgiving,
1: I guess, because that's the way they used to old make old movies.
0: So what do you think in 2021... Say we're back in January. What does our programming future hold, do you think? Because I know there's some things like like Sundance is still doing a festival with all new films in January and they're doing the virtual thing, but after that they're gonna roll out to cinemas like ours.
1: I wonder how many distributors will be around. How many new movies yeah, we might have to wait a bit for new movies to come out again. And there's a right. the thing
0: of Or there might be a flood. Yeah, like we've we've experienced just from Mayfair point of view, we have proven that we can live in a world of working with either a movie like Color Out of Space, I believe, was available video on demand the same time we screened it and did well. Sharknado. Or, Sharknado. <laughs> I, yeah, that's a great example. Or like when we did a We, we did Sharknado. Sharknado, yeah. We, that was the right place at the right time for Sharknado. A number of Netflix films, whether it's The Irishman or Uncut Gems, where we had it on the big screen at the same time. And I think I keep on saying that We don't have a thousand seats. We don't have 25 screens. We have enough cinema fans and nerds who, if I use myself as an example, if they said, okay, we're putting out the new Star Wars film on Disney Plus on the same day as the Mayfair is going to get it. I'm still going to the Mayfair to see it. And if a community of a million citizens in Ottawa, if out of that, there's a few hundred who want to see a movie that's on at the same time, That's kind of okay for us, but not okay for a bigger thing. And that's why you see like small record stores living where HMV died or Mm -hmm. big bookstores dying where black girl books can hang in there. Mm -hmm. So I keep on trying to like rose colored glasses, that kind of future where we can work hand in hand with streaming services and still show stuff on the big screen. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of happening. I remember seeing the premiere of The Irishman and seeing the
1: premiere of Mank. Yes uh, On the big screen Of the Bytown Both, both those screenings and, and it was the same people It was the same people There Who I knew love movies Who come here all the time Who go to the Bytown All the time And know enough that They love Scorsese enough Or they love David Fincher enough To want to see it For the first time On the big screen Yes Because the rest of the, They'll probably watch These movies again and again For the rest of their life but, and, and only experience them On the small screen But they can say to themselves It's like bragging to yourself Yeah <laughs> That I saw that On the big screen When it first came out
0: there's a good but illogical nature to anything we do outside the house nowadays, even before COVID times, where you could just stay home and make food and totally survive and you're fine, but you want to go to a restaurant because it's a date or an anniversary. Yes. Or you can just stay home and watch cartoons all day long, but people like getting out of the house with their kids or getting away from their kids. And so there's always a reason to go out and do things like you could just stay at home and watch baseball or hockey but people like going to a game
1: you can stay home be a
0: drunk or you can go to or a you bar, go to a bar yeah do a fight <laughs> so that's we've joked about it a lot that in the before times we always kind of pleasantly joked that we were a senior citizen cinema that happened to show weird cult stuff all the time but now that's kind of switched a little bit where our 9 p.m screenings were doing so great and that was what was bringing in some dollars during these returns in between lockdowns so maybe in 2021 will be more of that and there's no shortage it seems of re-releases and excuses to have things like an anniversary of robocop or a director's cut of this yeah i don't think we're gonna run out of stuff like maybe brand new things but then plus we're just we're on a year where there's been a lot of stuff sitting on a shelf and who knows when when the oscars comes out maybe that's an excuse to say spike's movie gets 12 nominations maybe that's an excuse to throw that on the big screen for a week or something so
1: all these films i've been watching i keep a list and i was like i can't wait to show that at the
0: Mayfair. fair yeah if this you know pandemic stretches on long enough i noticed just today because i was looking up michael keaton because there's all these will likely break my heart rumors that there's a genuine full-length michael keaton dark knight movie that's going to come out sometime in the future with like a 70 year old michael keaton playing old batman oh really and i'm like oh you've lied to me before internet don't lie to me now (laughs) but he's got a movie brand new film being released at sundance this month and it's him and stanley tucci january 2020 release and i look at that and i'm like well that's another movie that is a mayfair-esque movie it's a little independent character piece kind of thing so there's still stuff out there yes
1: (laughs) yeah. <laughs> yes I mean look, look but look what happened to Wonder Woman the investors wanted their money back so bad it got dumped HBO Max and cinemas at the same time I'm just afraid too many of the movies I'm glad that it hasn't happened to Ghostbusters yet or James Bond or the French dispatch but I'm afraid some of these films might get dumped like that wander Darkly mm-hmm. this is a film I was dying to show we, while we were open in November December that didn't even get picked up for distribution in Canada because you know we, you gonna know, play it in Ottawa and the screening room and that's it it, it's exciting for us but on the other you know the American side it's a little disheartening maybe yeah I th- I, I'm, I'm hoping we always beat the odds the Mayfair always beats oh, the odds yes. open up a multiplex across the street <laughs> from us we will close down certainly that's been the example 99 times out of 100 single screen theaters close down is because multiplexes open up across the street eh Business goes up. Yeah. (laughs) Digital. We're never afforded a digital projector. Everything's switching to digital. Our members come together and allow us to afford one. 3D, you know, all these things come at us. And um, I'd like to think of myself as a positive person too and a realistic person. But no, the, the Bayfair continues to defy the odds.
0: Yeah. I answered a couple of messages before you got here this afternoon. And one person was asking about a rental. And I phoned back and I said, well, as soon as we're back, we can do that. And then somebody phoned about buying a name tag on our plaque that we have up. A local restaurateur phoned about putting ads up on our marquee while we're in lockdown. So all this stuff is happening of people going that extra mile. And I've, and I've said like the silver lining of this horrible 2020 that we've just come out of is, man, people really love the Mayfair and have been concerned and have been just throwing money at us of saying like, oh, I want to buy a plaque. I want to get gift cards, I want to have a private rental, and just seemingly very knowledgeable, because there's always that kind of, that thing around a restaurant, where a restaurant will close, and then someone says, oh, I'm so sad, I love that place, and then someone says, when were you there last, and they say, eight years ago, and so that's like, if you like something, you got to support it, and I think, especially right now, where sadly, a few restaurants in town have closed, and the troubles that the Bytown have just gone through, I think that's really... Put a spotlight on us again, of being like.
1: Does Jim Watson have a membership card? He keeps saying he supports yeah. the mayfair. I've never seen him here. No. Does he have a membership card? You put your what is it? Your weight behind it. Put your weight on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's like when uh, Trudeau
0: did a Star Wars screening, I think for Force Awakens years back. Force Awakens, Rogue One. Solo. And I was like, you could do that here. <laughs> I was like,
1: we love this. We love Star Wars just as much as you, Justin Trudeau. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that has been very nice. And, and you know, people buying plaques from Los Angeles, Nunavut, London, England, Vancouver, very far away people going that extra mile t- to help uh-huh. out. So that's been very nice. And it just makes you feel like, yeah, we'll be back. You know, and like you said, like the multiplex thing, people going like, oh, you're done. Or, you know, Netflix, oh, you're done. And, and I'm sure before we were involved, you can go back and people were probably like, oh, television, you guys are done. Sound, sound, <laughs>
1: Yeah. You're never going to afford... So- well, actually, the Mayfair Open... The year after sound was... Okay, right. The Jasmine is 1931, I believe. Right. And Mayfair is 1932. So there's yeah. a good chance. I, I'm not 100%. I'm certain the Mayfair open with sound. The Blue Danube had sound. Right, yes. Yeah.
0: But yeah, and it's... You know, and so it makes you feel a bit better when this happens again. Because I went to the dentist the other day and she was like, I saw you on TV. And I was like, yeah, we became kind of media darlings. where like... You and I were on TV a whole bunch and newspaper interviews, and we were the go-to person to ask about independent business in Ottawa, it seemed like. Yeah, so people know we're here, and people know that as soon as we're back again, people are going to come and see movies. So, Right. <laughs> Normally, you and I don't have that grown-up schedule of Monday, 9 to 5, so it's kind of easy to lose track of days, like, oh, this is a long weekend, or, you know, it's... But now, the combination of the holidays... It happening around a weekend and a lockdown. I have no idea where I am. I don't know what day it is. And then Gwen just went back to work today. So even yesterday, because she was at home, felt like a Saturday or Sunday, but wasn't. So right, it's going to be so nice just to get back to our routine of putting out stuff on a Monday or new schedule starts on Friday, all that kind of stuff. There's I think yet.
1: about that all the time. I think about it. I'd rather just be shut down for a long period of time instead of opening and closing or being open and being safer. I know. I find I love being open, and and I don't know how to get back into the lockdown again. And once we're locked down, I sometimes get a little apprehensive about getting back up again. Yeah. It's been a yo-yo experience. Emotional (laughs) yo-yo year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, And we still have patrons who are lovely folks. I have friends of mine who haven't come back into the cinema but still bought popcorn or did other things like that just because for either for health reasons of their own or just some people are still not at the place to come out, which is very understandable. So hopefully we're back at the end of January and then we just kind of keep tiptoeing back. I want to do Christmas at my mom's house in 2021. <laughs> this, this was my first Christmas waking up in my own bed like a grown up, <laughs> because I'd always been sleeping over somewhere else. That'd be nice to actually do dinner with the family about a year from now that's what I'm looking at that's my realistic thing I'm not thinking about anything like going to Disney World or going to a big concert it's that I,
1: I do feel bad for the Millennium Falcon they built this Millennium Falcon it's just sitting, there. Disney, it's just sitting there I feel
0: bad for the guy I'm gonna go visit it as soon as I yeah. can yeah oh yeah yeah that's me too Gwen and I missed that was our plan before before we had any inkling that this was going to happen we were going to go to Disneyland in the off season when it was slightly less busy to hit Star Wars land.
1: I had tickets in August. Because I was going to the Star Wars celebration. Oh, yeah. And I was a part of it. Man. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. No, I'm not. I actually, to tell you the truth, I can, I can wait. <laughs> yeah, it'll still be there in yeah. a couple years. Yeah.
0: Okay, so let's wrap this up. As we said, usually we would talk about upcoming movies and stuff like that. It's all still a mystery. But stay tuned to our website, our social media. We have a lot of good interaction there. A couple days ago, a friend of mine took a nice picture of the weird ice crop circles that went up on the canal. Yeah which I'm in my early 40s. I'd never seen that before. And many other people in Ottawa were in the same boat. So I reposted her photo and it got something like 500 Instagram hits and a couple hundred Facebook hits. So our patrons are still out there interacting with us, even on stuff that's not directly involved with the Mayfair. And yeah, visit our friends. House of Targ is closed, but they're opening up soon again. You'll be able to get takeout pierogies and stuff like Uh. that black squirrel book across the street you can order books and go pick them up i think they're doing like takeout coffee wherever you are just support the hell out of local because they need it (laughs) so do that takeout get that takeout bookstore get that takeout food
1: my friend's been doing really well selling doggy treats oh there you go she's 13 her name is avery ostrom she does very well selling doggy treats over the pandemic cool yeah she's a 13 year old rolling in dough (laughs) yeah
0: and yeah we look forward to seeing you back here at the mayfair as soon as possible as soon as we know about the cool movies that we have we'll let you know thanks for listening everybody we'll see you back at the mayfair soon bye-bye ciao
1: the time has come when a student must question
0: i know you don't believe in fighting but this isn't exactly fighting you
1: know not exactly ping-pong either
0: but a teacher must let go yagi like always train but for tournament cannot when a conspiracy is planned You said that if I beat this
1: LaRusso kid in the El Valley Tournament That you'd give me 25% of your new dojo When a trap
0: is set You know
1: how to front sweep? Uh, not really Do you know how to sweep? Of course Or like And Left to It's right. Right. no joke I need your title You don't enter That affects my financial future, Daniel Get it? You think you can rely on that crane crap? Last time you weren't fighting this <laughs> Mr. Miyagi loves
0: you he has faith in you.
1: This guy wants to break you, humiliate you, dump you into the ground! I'm sorry if you don't like it, but I got problems, and if you're not going to be part of the solution, don't give me a hard time about it.
0: No, the man must make a choice, and the kid must become a man. You are going to defend. You're getting in that ring. What am I doing? First he suffers, then he suffers some more. Ralph Macchio, Pat Morita,
1: a John G. Evelson film, The Karate Kid, Part 3.